0: and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week. As always, I'm joined by one of the marvelous members of the Blueprint Live Online team. Blueprint MCAT is our sponsor of this podcast. Go check them out at blueprintmcat.com. Get access to their free account, and all of their amazing free resources, including a half length diagnostic and a free full length exam. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com. Today, we're going to talk about studying for the MCAT while having a device in your hand and the doom scrolling that comes with it. Zaska, welcome back to the MCAT podcast. How are you doing? I'm
1: doing well. Just finished, um, you know doing my usual doom scroll on TikTok, but I'm excited to be here now.
0: (laughs) I love doom scrolling on TikTok. It's, It's so bad. It's so funny that TikTok does this. It'll be like, 1 a.m. And, and thankfully, I, I haven't done this in a while where I'm like doom scrolling until like two o'clock in the morning. But when the when the TikTok lady comes on, be like, you've been on TikTok for a while. Maybe you should give it a rest. <laughs> I'm like, I appreciate that you're trying to shame me about my uh, TikTok doom scrolling habits. And I appreciate that you're doing something that is not in the best interest of TikTok and uh, the business. Uh, but screw you, you can't tell me what to do. And I keep scrolling. <laughs>
1: No. Yeah. I do that too. Um, and it's funny cause I'll always like, sometimes I'll just like, I don't necessarily follow those either, but sometimes I'll just like take a peep into the comments just to see. And they're always like, yeah, thanks. But like, I'm moving on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're not the boss of me. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. It's so funny. Um, so TikTok, social media, um, obviously we know the impact of doom scrolling until two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning when we're supposed to be getting our sleep and, uh, storing all of that information that we learned that day for our MCAT prep. Uh, that's, that's what sleep is for. It's right to help go store those, those thoughts and memories and, um, uh, knowledge that we're gaining throughout the day, as well as repairing our, our body overall. Um, so, so TikTok, social media has some negative aspects to, to MCAT prep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think in addition to like the doom scrolling aspect, right. Because I've done that a ton, right. I'll have a, you know, like in med school, like I'll have a full day of studying and I'm like, okay, like my brain has been on for this amount of time and I've been working really hard now before bed. I just want to let my brain like relax a little bit. Let me just get on social media. And then, you know, like 20 minutes turns into an hour, which sometimes can turn into multiple hours and then you're not getting your sleep. And then, the information that you worked so hard to learn during the day is just not going to get solidified in your brain for the next day, which is one way that it's bad. I think another way that um, social media can be potentially detrimental to your setting for the MCAT or, you know, if you're in med school already, whatever it may be, um, is just like, I think just generally the idea of social media being a conduit for you comparing yourself to others. Um, And I know, like, some there's a lot of like pre-med like influencers out there that will like on TikTok or Instagram or Reddit or SDN will like kind of post about their journey, right? And be like, oh, like here's what I scored, here are the things that I did. Um, and sometimes that stuff can be helpful, right? Sometimes you can like look at it critically and kind of take out the nuggets that are most important to you. But what happens a lot of times is that, you know, we don't always consume social media in the most like critical way. Sometimes you're just reading it, right? And you're not thinking too, you know, deeply about what you're consuming. Um, and just like generally comparing yourself to others where you don't have the full context of like how they studied or who they are as a person can be like pretty detrimental to your progress instead of being helpful.
0: Yeah. And it's right. It's, it's, we're always lacking context, right? Whether we want to judge someone on social media, we don't know their life. We just know what they kind of put out there. So you go onto Reddit or student doctor network. We don't have the full context, right? Uh, One of the easiest kind of comparisons potentially is we look at movie stars. Oh my gosh, look at that movie star. Oh my gosh, they're 50 50 years old. How do they look so young? How do they stay in shape? How do they do all this stuff? And it's like their job is to look young and stay in shape. They have a full-time personal (laughs) trainer. They have a full-time chef at home. Like their job is to be in shape. Your job is to study for the MCAT, right? And it's just like... We we sometimes remove that logic of context and go, oh, this person scored a 525 in only three months. Well, were they privileged enough to not have to work and worry about a, a paycheck and worry about putting a roof over the head and food on the table and all that stuff? A lot of that logic just goes out the window and we think they have what I want. How come I'm not getting it?
1: Exactly. And I think another thing to keep in mind too Um, especially with TikTok and Instagram and things that are a bit more visual is that things that are more aspirational slash aesthetic tend to do better, right? Like on the algorithm or just generally get more likes and views. Um, Because I think another kind of topic that's kind of adjacent to this like aspirational slash comparing yourself idea is that like people are always going to present the best versions of themselves on social media. And that includes people who are posting about like somewhat educational things like the MCAT. Um, It's, like, a TikTok where someone is going to, like, a beautiful cafe and is getting a cute little drink and their laptop looks so cute and they have a nice little outfit and they're, like, studying, they're taking a little time lapse of them studying for hours, that's going to do better than, like, you know, how I, you know, did the majority of my studying, which was in a dark room, kind of in the trenches, did not look cute, like, hair in a messy bun, was, like, not doing great. Um, And, you know, like, that's a reality for a lot of people, right? Like the MCAT is a difficult time and you're studying for an exam. That's really important, but that kind of content where that's not super glamorous is not the kind that is going to be super popular.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a big, uh, a a big challenge online. There are some content creators out there that will, uh, try to push back about kind of glorifying this, this process. And, uh, I I push back against that, right? We glorify life in general. Whenever you walk out of the house, after you're done screaming at your spouse or screaming at your kids and you walk out and your neighbor's like, how are you? You're like, great. (laughs) Life is great, right? We, we hide all of our, all of ourselves. And it's just like, we don't want, we don't want to show that we're fallible and, and have emotions sometimes negative emotions. And so it's, it's hard to, to, Push back on on social media because it's just a reflection of of how we do life anyway. Um, but yeah, it's 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 interesting, right? When we um, think about that process and we think about social media going onto social media and, and going, oh my gosh, my my favorite pre med content creator um, who isn't Medical School HQ uh, is is out there telling me how to study for the MCAT. Or how to write a personal statement or how to do interview prep. And and you look and you're like, wait a minute, you're still a pre-med. You haven't gotten into med school yet. You haven't even taken the MCAT yet. Zaska, how do you frame taking advice from people who haven't done the things that they're t- even talking about yet?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think generally just take all advice that you get online with a grain of salt, right? Like, I think we talked about this before, right? But people who have something to say on the internet, usually, like, it's just going to be positive. Um, And another thing to keep in mind, too, is that I think um, you need to be critical about like, where you're getting your information from, right? Like, we talk about all the time in the news, the idea of like, fake news and like, misinformation and stuff. And social media is, you know, like, there's some companies that are trying to make sure that the information that is being presented on their platforms is factually accurate, but social media is like super unregulated, right? Like anyone could post anything at any time and there's no one out there that's gonna verify that that information is correct, like other than you. So as much as it sucks to say this, like it is like on the responsibility like of the social media user slash like the consumer of the media to make sure that the things that you're getting are accurate. Um, I think another thing to keep in mind too, is, you know, thinking about like the person that's posting it. I think we, you know, I will say like generally as a med student who is currently on loans. And I will say that my situation is definitely not as bad as like most people. Like I am very lucky to go to a med school that has no tuition, but I will say like, obviously I respect the side hustle, right? Like I get like, if you're on student loans, like needing an additional amount of like money, but I think another thing to look out for when you're consuming media and like looking at like people who are selling courses or are selling advice and stuff is, can I get this information slash like advice for free somewhere mm-hmm. else? Um, and just thinking about like, you know, what is this like workshop slash class? Like what, what function is it serving? Is it like a passive side income for somebody else? Um, so they can like pay for, you know, their living expenses, or is it something that will actually like be beneficial to you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard to understand all of that fun stuff. And one of our big. Uh, philosophies at Medical School HQ, and I know Blueprint has some similar philosophies in terms of content and information. Uh, we believe the information should be free, right? That you shouldn't have to pay for information. Now, you want some handholding and some some ways to implement that information in terms of your essays and interview feedback and stuff, then, then yeah, right. we have services to help you with that. But the information itself should be free or low cost, right? My, my books aren't free because there's production costs that go into um, the paper and printing and, and shipping and all of that fun stuff for, for books. But for $6 for a Kindle book or $10 for a, a paperback book or whatever it is on Amazon, um, there's uh, obviously a, a small transaction there as well. But yeah, you always have to understand like what, what is the intent here behind what this person is doing? And uh, do they have the, um, the consumer's best interests at heart? It's it's uh, it's hard to understand, right? And and it's the same thing with everything in life, right? We we have to challenge, unfortunately, the thoughts of everything, right? Why is the media focusing on one side of this news story? Why is the the um, why is the media not talking about something uh, potentially that's out in the world? Like, oh, maybe if you look behind the curtain. Uh, the the biggest advertisers on the network are that that thing that they're not covering, right? And that's a big um, uh, thing for the pharmaceutical world, um, and why there's a lot of potential pushback because the U.S. and New Zealand are the only two countries that allow uh, direct to consumer advertising for for the pharmaceutical industries. The pharmaceutical industries are like the largest, I think, um, uh, advertisement buyers on. The media networks, right? And it's like, oh, no wonder, no wonder none of the news channels want to talk about how crazy the pharmaceutical industry is, all right? So you always have to question yeah. everything, which gets tiring after a while, and you just want to shut your brain off. So how is the student supposed to to consume all this information, question all the information, and then study all the information at the same time? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, at least for me, and I know a lot of my friends did this too during uh, the MCAT. But yeah, like it takes a lot of mental energy to be able to sift through all the stuff that you're getting on your For You page or on your Explore page on Instagram, right? Um, and so, you know, it'll be difficult for the time that you're take, you know, studying for the MCAT, right? Because most people are studying for several months. But I think the solution is honestly just to either have like, I think there are apps on the app store somewhere where it like lets you kind of limit your time like per app. And those are really helpful or honestly, just, which is what I did, just deleting social media for the entire time being. And I know it sucks. I love my TikToks. I love my, I love scrolling on Instagram, but yeah. you know, the MCAT an important test. And I think if you can just, you know, make that a priority for like a couple of months, deleting social media can go a long way in making sure that you don't get distracted and that you don't get, um, like overwhelmed by the number of you know posts that are out there about this stuff.
0: Yeah, it's it's hard. Um, and and maybe in a future episode, we'll we'll talk about like study techniques, like Pomodoro, um, where we can have our cake and eat it too. I I don't know what your thoughts of, of trying to regulate social media usage um, comes into play here uh, instead of a, an all or none thing. Or do you think that's just going to be a, a per-student basis on who can who can manage that and who can't?
1: Yeah, I think it is per-student. Um, I know, like, for me personally, I tend to be a kind of all-or-nothing, like, zero to 100 kind of person. So either it's, like, too much social media use or none at all. So I knew for my own purposes that probably deleting it for the time was the best thing that I could do for myself. However, if you are not an all or nothing person like me and have a bit more self-control, I definitely think like using um, techniques like Pomodoro or like using specific apps that limit your screen time could definitely be very helpful tools. Um, If you're not familiar with Pomodoro, basically, it's just this. um, I think they usually have apps, but it's just like a general like kind of like studying philosophy where you set aside chunks. Um, of study time. So like usually like 25 to 30 minutes of studying, then you take a short break, then you do like another 25 minutes of studying a short break, and then another 25 minutes of studying and then you'll do like a long break and breaking up the study, um, like long periods of studying into those smaller chunks helps you to be able to do like studying for longer periods of time. But yeah, yeah. if you wanted to, you could hop onto social media during those short breaks slash long breaks and be perfectly fine. Um, I just don't have self control. <laughs> yeah.
0: So and part of it is not just social media, it's notifications in general, right? Text messages or phone calls, people who are potentially trying to reach out to you, or notifications that you haven't kind of managed and have been intentional about you, you have your Apple news notifications or whatever it is. That's, that's constantly dinging your phone. Zask, I don't know if you've seen some of the research that shows every sort of break, uh, every notification that comes in, it takes about 20 minutes or so for you to get back into that flow state that you were in. If of studying, I don't know if that, that research has been, um, kind of challenged or, or, um, Verified. I can't think of the right word. Uh, that that it's been um, looked at again by other people to go. Oh, yeah, this is valid research. Uh, validated. I guess is the right word that I'm trying to think of. Uh, but the the phone, right? Not even social media, but this this stupid phone that can be constantly dinging with text messages or other things that aren't social media, are a distraction. And putting it face down on the table is not good enough. I don't know if you ever had techniques where you, you turn your phone on airplane mode, you shut off Wi-Fi on your phone, you go throw it in a drawer in the other room, and you, you go and study um, so that you can avoid the distraction of the phone even outside of social media.
1: Yeah, no, I, I was one of those people that like, had to physically put it somewhere else. So like, I was sitting in my like, pretty small, like Los Angeles apartment. And I was just like, sitting in my bedroom most of the time. So I usually like throw it like somewhere like far away, like in the kitchen, because I think also like, it's so easy, if it's like in the same room to just kind of like reach over and like pick it up. Whereas like, I felt like, if I put it farther away, in like a hard to reach location that like, Hopefully the time that it takes to like get up, walk to the other room, open the door, enter the other room and then like fumble around and like find the phone would be enough time for me to be like, okay, like, you should probably not be doing this
0: right now. You're starting to like shame yourself. You're like, what are you doing? Like, just stop, (laughs) just stop. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's crazy. We're crazy. Um, Awesome. All right. I think we've, we've hammered home, right? You kids get off the social media um, uh, train enough, enough today. Uh, (laughs) But really, I mean, it's, it's for your best interest, especially with this MCAT, this huge test that has, Potential big implications on getting into medical school and your future career. I think a little moderation or a little timeout is warranted in this in this case. Totally. All right, so there you have it. Hopefully, this was a good episode for you to break some of that cycle and actually get done what you need to get done with the MCAT and MCAT prep. Go over to blueprintmcat.com today. Sign up for that free account and get access immediately to their half-length diagnostic and full-length exam. See you next time here on the MCAT Podcast. This is MedEd Media.